I had no idea how much joy was to be found in Sabbath until I went to the Holy Land a few years ago with a small tour group led by Reverend Dr. Bobby Green and his wife Lorna, who had lived there. With a group made up of my husband Dale, Charles and Janet Alexander, a dentist, a doctor, a college student, a senior citizen, and a few others in between, I still sigh with a big smile on my face when I remember that trip. I had been to Israel before, in fact, only one other time, 35 years earlier, and my experience then was fine and interesting, but I was a different person, and this trip for me was life-changing. Staying in several kibbutzes and guest houses, walking the Jesus Trail from Nazareth to Capernaum, experiencing Shabbat twice in the kibbutz, we were able to get a little closer to experiencing the life we read about in the New Testament. So, back to Sabbath, which is what I want to talk about today. My name is Kelly Clem, and I'm a pastor, a district superintendent in the North Alabama Conference, and I'm really excited to talk with you about Sabbath prayer. So what is Sabbath, or Shabbat? Sabbath is a day of rest, traditionally observed from sunset one day to sunset of the next. It can also be a full year, a jubilee year, for letting the fields lie fallow. And so the word sabbatical also comes from Sabbath, with the same implications as a day of rest being a season of rest. In the Old Testament, we read about it from Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Isaiah, and Jeremiah. And most of us remember it from the fourth commandment, which in summary says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Dr. Matthew Sleeth, a physician who wrote a book on Sabbath entitled 24-6, brings up the point that the first three commandments are about our relationship with God, and the last six are about our relationship with each other. And then right there in the middle, the fourth, about Sabbath, is like a fulcrum or a hinge between these. Sabbath is about God, and it's about our relationship with each other. We can also think of it as an equal opportunity commandment that applies to all of us, no matter who we are, our age, our status in life. God practiced rest in the creation story, we know. And of course, we also know that Jesus practiced and taught Sabbath observance. Jesus was always talking about peace. And for most people I know, much peace can be found by practicing Sabbath, the peace that comes from letting go and letting God. In John 14, 27, we read Jesus' words, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. Shabbat Shalom. It's a salutation or a way of wishing someone else the peace of Sabbath and all that comes with it. Don't you just like the sound of that? Shabbat Shalom. Sabbath peace. So while Sabbath refers to a practice, the practice of Sabbath is a prayer. Think of it like a 24-hour prayer. I also like to think of it as a prayer with many facets. Everyone's Sabbath is a uniquely cut gemstone, and it's a gift. It's a treasure from God. The prayerful practice might be a little different for everyone who participates, so you have to figure out what works best for you. The important thing is that we practice Sabbath. For me, practicing Sabbath helps my life for 24 hours a week to be a prayer of joy and laughter and gratitude. 
during the week, people like me who love to work and accomplish things and create things need to remind ourselves that by letting go of my work and my need to plan and accomplish tasks as much as I love it and find purpose in it, by the prayerful exercise of Sabbath, I carve out a whole day each week from sunrise to sunrise just for spontaneity. I stop working. On my Sabbath day, I go with the flow and do only things that don't feel like my regular routine work. I wake up and while I'm still in bed, I might decide to go back to sleep or just get up and have a cup of coffee. But I have no plan and I end up filling that day with whatever happens. Usually it's watching my granddaughter preparing meals, working in the yard, reading or whatever pops on my radar. But for me, it's an energizing day of joy and laughter and fun, and I always see to that. For some, practicing Sabbath means not preparing meals and not watching children and not doing yard work, maybe not even talking. And my point is that you can take Sabbath rest from something like electronics, or you can have components of fasting as part of your 24 hours. So that's what I mean by the many facets of Sabbath prayer. 24 hours of your life becoming a prayer can look different to each of us. The important thing is that we practice it. You can take something on or you can omit something, even controlling your emotional environment. For example, if you're a person who struggles with low self-esteem, your Sabbath prayer day might include doing something along the lines of experiencing God's love and care for you from evening till morning. Maybe that involves just going to an art gallery or listening to music or creating art or music or being in nature. Whatever it is that reminds you how much you are loved by God. So on your Sabbath day, you surrender to that one day a week. Food is an important part of Sabbath. There might be certain foods that you eat for Sabbath. Many Jewish people, even today, revere the seven species that were important to the Hebrew people. Wheat, barley, grapes, figs, pomegranates, olives, and dates. Now, the first fruits of these were considered acceptable offerings in the temple. So traditionally, the Jewish people offered prayers of thanksgiving for God's provision that are recited after eating these. Challah, or braided bread, is also a traditional food for Sabbath and other Jewish festivals. You could make bread dough in your bread maker and weave it in a braid and bake it like challah bread. That would be fun, but it doesn't have to involve a Jewish tradition. You could just have a traditional food that you only bring out or make for the Sabbath meal. Just something that marks the meal or the day as special and set apart. If you live alone, Sabbath prayer might be one of praise and thanksgiving for your family as you gather together. One thing that surprised me while being around people in the kibbutz on Sabbath is that it's not just a holy, 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 serious meal, but it's fellowship time. Kind of like the way some people have a ritual of driving to a family member's house to have a meal after church on Sunday or some other time. And they stay around and they visit and they eat and drink some more. How meaningful that might be for a single person or someone in a retirement or nursing home or anyone for that matter just to have a regular meal together. I know it's kind of un-American to say this because we Americans put many work hours on the clock compared to other countries. Maybe even more reason to observe Sabbath because it's so hard to do. When we stop working, though, things change. 
I loved the way that at the kibbutz, the food was prepared for us beforehand so that the workers could have their Sabbath meal too. And then, boom, the sun goes down and we all stop working. There were no TVs, we had no agendas, and we simply gathered like a family and shared prayers for each other and our families back home. We lit candles. We stayed around the table just enjoying life and conversation. And here's the best part. No one washed the dishes. You don't work on Sabbath. I attended a Sabbath retreat led by Dr. Matthew Sleeth, the author of the book that I mentioned earlier, with our bishop and cabinet a few years ago. It was great, and he and his book, 24-6, got me started in truly appreciating Sabbath with a joyful spirit. And then, spending two Sabbath days in a kibbutz at the Sea of Galilee really helped me appreciate the way that Jewish people observe the whole rhythm and practice of Sabbath as a culture. Our first Sabbath evening in the kibbutz began with a walk on the gravel road with one of the group members to watch the sunset at the shore of the Sea of Galilee. As we stood there, we saw the boats traveling by and the long shadows cast on the sea. I reflected on the boat in which Jesus would have traveled, the way he sometimes pushed away from the shore in order to be heard by the people on the banks, and how he taught and preached and healed and then called the disciples to come away and rest and pray. Standing on the seashore, I watched the sunset colors deepen to reds and oranges, and I was comforted by the lapping sounds of the water against the shore. That Sabbath, as the sun began to set over the Sea of Galilee and our Shabbat celebration was about to begin, we just stood there, breathed deeply, let our minds and hearts be filled with God's beauty, and that was a preparation of our hearts for whatever was to come for Sabbath. At dinner, we lit the dinner table candles. We sang some songs, offered prayers for our children, for peace, praise to God. We recited the Shema, and we just had fun being together with absolutely no agenda. Now, here's something else that I've learned about Sabbath. You need to do it, but you can't do it wrong. There are no Sabbath police. We Christians might think that we're supposed to do it properly or a certain specific way to honor the Jewish traditions of our faith. But really what's important about the Sabbath is that we find a way to practice it. Find a way that it works for us. Find a way that it enriches and deepens our relationship with God. Find a 24-hour block each week and honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. That becomes your ritual and your life becomes a prayer as you live into Sabbath. You don't have to eat certain foods, pray certain prayers, or do it perfectly. What's great, but also challenging, is just doing it. Just stop working. Enjoy God and give thanks. Maybe you would find joy in serving a meal that you've prepared. Or if you don't like to cook, serve something that someone else prepared. And then leave the dishes in the sink overnight and smile. Some people teach their kids by observing Sabbath, and one of the things that brings joy is letting their kids out from making their beds once a week for Sabbath. Now, they'll like that kind of rhythm of not working or doing chores on one special day, and you know that they'll appreciate the ritual of a meal together. Maybe they'll even appreciate everyone being device-free or TV-free, just so that we can enjoy being together might be a good idea to set some parameters of not talking about business or politics with people. So set some ground rules for your time with others if you invite them to observe Sabbath with you. 
tell jokes, tell funny stories, tell them over and over again. This is time for fellowship. A key to Sabbath is practicing it as a rhythm or ritual of life. Matthew Sleeth reminds us that Sabbath is our devotion of time, and God is the creator of time. So each day, each minute comes from God. And as we devote time to praying or reading devotional books or the Bible, Sabbath is simply devoting time to God as a sort of tithe. It's a way of giving back time to God that God has already given to us. Now, it's different from a day off, like a Saturday or whenever your day off is, because that just means you don't work at your paid job. And you probably do plenty of work at home on your day off. But Sabbath is really a surrender of your day to fully basking in God's love and enjoying what God has provided. And with the bookends of 24 hours, you can become kind of childlike in your freedom from the clock. Think about how children don't really understand the concept of time because they live in the moment. Maybe taking off our watches for Sabbath. Maybe finding some way to symbolically set ourselves free from the tyranny of the Kronos time of the clock. We can live in God's Kairos time just a little more fully. Related to that, Sabbath gives you a break. What is it that you just do so much you feel like a human doing? Sabbath puts you in the role of simply being a human being. Being. Resting. Letting God work. Enjoying life. How hard is that to do? Well, it's really harder than you think. But I encourage you to try it. Try it for 24 hours, once a week. No matter how you practice Sabbath, it becomes a way that your whole self becomes invested in prayer. It influences the people around you. I have to say that for many years, I didn't know how to practice Sabbath because I thought of it as Sunday, and Sunday's such a work day for pastors. Saturdays, I was preparing for Sunday. But I observe Sabbath now on Fridays from sunrise Friday to sunrise on Saturday. And ordering my time and devoting a tithe of my time back to God is such a blessing. So now, several years later, Sabbath is the highlight of my week. And if I have to miss it for some reason, I just pick another day because it's part of the rhythm of my Christian walk. So think of Sabbath as a unique, intricately and personally cut gemstone, a gift from God to you. Whatever you do with that gift is up to you. Just remember to enjoy it. Shabbat Shalom. Let us pray. Oh God, you are holy and you've given me this life and the opportunity to bask in your holiness and beauty. Forgive me when I get too caught up in myself and my accomplishments and my good works. Help me to honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. And in so doing, Draw me ever closer to you. In the spirit of Christ, I pray. Amen.